is a really, really well-known Christmas reading. In my Bible, it heads it up, the birth of Jesus foretold. Um, And um, we're used to hearing that reading, particularly at carol services. Uh, In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, etc., to virgin pledge to be married. Um, And the angel appeared and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Today, just for a few moments, in this brief reflection, um, I'd like to draw uh, a distinction, a contrast, between the reading we had uh, last week um, and that uh, Richard reflected on, which is, in my Bible, a page before, same gospel. If you turn back to earlier on in uh, chapter 1, where an angel appeared to Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, And um, the angel said, do not be afraid. Um, And then, this is verse 13, and then explained to uh, Zechariah that Elizabeth, although much older, would bear a son, and the son would be given the name John. And uh, and the angel um, explained to Zechariah the special place that John um, would have. He will be great in the sight of God. and uh, all the things that John would do. And in verse 18, uh, Zachariah responded. And uh, the consequence of that response, uh, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well on in years. Um, The angel uh, took umbrage um, uh, because the angel uh, knew that in the heart of Zachariah was um, dispute and doubt about whether that would actually happen. And, and so um, the angel uh, said there would be a consequence to Zachariah's affront, as, as, as Richard mentioned last week. This was an affront to the angel of the Lord. This was an affront to, to, to God. Um, and now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. Couldn't have been more clear, could he? On first glance, if we turn back to our reading today um, about Mary, we might wonder um, why didn't the same thing happen to Mary? Because Mary asked a question too. She was greatly troubled and wondered what the greeting would be. Um, And um, she did inquire, how will this be since I am a virgin? Um, But uh, Mary was not struck down for a while for not believing. And uh, this points us to the fact that actually there was a difference within the hearts of belief and obedience or unbelief and disobedience between Zechariah and Mary. Uh, Mary was utterly obedient in her heart, utterly accepting of what the Lord was saying through the angel. Um, But she wanted to know a factual question about how can this be because I am a virgin. It was not to doubt, it was just clarifying the facts. There is a distinction uh, here. Um, Otherwise, there would have been a consequence for Mary too. Um, That is why we can draw that conclusion clearly. So we have the distinction between Zechariah, who actually says, oh, no way this is ever going to happen, to Mary actually accepting it, but just wanting clarification, utter obedience to um, what was going to happen. And... I am the Lord's servant, she said. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. 
So we have the contrast uh, between two faithful people, but one who, when standing in the presence of the angel Gabriel, um, um, had real dispute in their hearts about the fact that it was going to happen. This won't happen because. And the other, who was utterly obedient to the will of God, however confusing it might be. This year has been full of tumult, tumult. Uh, It has been a tumultuous year. You try and say those things slowly, don't you? And then you can't say them. But it has been a year full of darkness and difficulty and dispute and conflict and hurt and pain. Um, And it seemed to just roll on and on and on, uh, month after month after month. Uh, And in many prayer readings that I've been following um, over this season, and in reports and other things, people have commented and put in the context uh, of their, 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 put their prayers into the context of this difficult year. Um, and I can understand utterly and fully um, how um, doubt and dispute uh, can creep in uh, to people's lives in terms of the, the hope that God promises and the hope that God brings when we look back over this last year. We can humanly understand that, can't we? And, 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 and we can humanly understand how, how we can feel sort of burdened by all the stuff that is constantly thrown at us, all that we're experiencing, all those that we love and know are experiencing around us. So I can understand um, in my humanity um, doubting God. I can understand that. But there is also something at this time when we anticipate and we're on the eve of celebrating the breaking into the, God, into the world of God in Jesus Christ. I can also receive uh, from this passage about Mary uh, the encouragement that this is a time more than ever for us to be obedient to the promises of God and to increase in faith and to go deeper, and to take those steps into what might seem a dark world, but trusting in a God who is utterly light and utterly love, just like Mary, despite all the things that she would have had to face. When she says, I am the Lord's servant, may it be to me as you have said, that can't have been said lightly. Again, I'm sure many of you have heard us reflect or reflections about Mary in this situation. This, this wasn't just a sort of a medical clarification about how she can give birth. Um, um, to, to accept all that that um, was, was going to happen to her, all that, that, all that was going to happen, all that the angel had said, was absolutely huge for Mary. For someone in her position, that would have meant being an outcast in all probability had they not fled Um, and death, um, and humiliation. So this was a a huge acceptance of the will of God in utter humility. This obedience was, was vast, but it was utterly beautiful, utterly whole, utterly trusting in the grace and love of God, in spite of what must have felt overwhelmingly difficult and potentially dark. 
tonight we'll be having our first communion of Christmas. And uh, they're feeling a little bit tired after our Chris Jingles. I always enjoy the first communion of Christmas. It is a, a special time as we journey from the eve of Christmas right into Christmas Day itself. And of course, we sing for the first time um, uh, those wonderful words of the carol, Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. And the reality, in the darkness and quietness of the church, with the light of the candles around us, hits me freshly every single time. The grace and goodness and wholeness of God in coming into a dark world to show us light and beauty and wholeness and love, whatever else we might face. So I'm just going to invite us now to have a few moments quiet before I leave us, uh, lead us in some prayers. And I invite you to think about where you may be today. What is on your hearts, whether it's for yourself, for those around you, for the world? Where might it feel dark for you and difficult to trust in the goodness and beauty of God. And as you do so, I then invite you to remember Mary, her utter trust in the holiness of God, her utter trust in the promises that the baby that she was to bear and who was to come into the world and whom we celebrate tomorrow, growing up into our Saviour, would be the light of the world, the light that would never, ever go out for me for you and for this whole world, however dark it gets, and will give us hope. And I invite you to ask God for a fresh dose of faithfulness in him today so that you and I can be as obedient and trusting as Mary and follow on her path through this Christmas and into the year that is to come.